Bitcoiners, it's your boy CK, and I just had an amazing conversation with Louis Liu uh, of Mimesis Capital, the founder, CEO, CIO of Mimesis. And uh, I met Louis actually 2019 at Bitblock Boom. We had a great conversation about Bitcoin in China and what's happening in China. And uh, we later went and met and had some uh, had a meal in New York City at the time he was working at Block Tower Capital. Uh, almost a year later from having dinner with him, the COVID pandemic kind of like started getting for real. And uh, he was out of the US. He went to uh, Taiwan and he founded Mimesis Capital, a Bitcoin denominated fund, uh, a an organization that is investing in Bitcoin, trying to outperform Bitcoin. And they are have a long-term mindset and they're investing in the best companies in the Bitcoin space, Swan Bitcoin, uh, uh, Unchained Capital, so much more. Uh, Mimesis is involved in the root and the core of the Bitcoin space today. And Lewis is so young and just has such a vision for scarcity, for art, for mathematics, for truth and everything that is, you know, counterculture in in this fiat world that we live in. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this podcast. Uh, I think you guys are going to learn a lot from this podcast. And I hope that you're inspired by Lewis. Again, a good friend of mine. I hope to have him back onto the show again. And I cannot wait to see him again in person. Hopefully he can make it to Bitcoin 2022. But until then, enjoy this podcast with Lewis of Mimesis Capital. Bitcoiners, welcome back to another episode of the Bitcoin Magazine podcast. Uh, I have a very special guest sitting in front of me, an old friend, a friend I met in Dallas, Big Block Boom 2019. Uh, and we are finally doing a podcast together. Since meeting, uh, he's jumped around at different funds and has started an incredibly interesting fund, uh, Mimesis Capital, probably one of the coolest names in the, the Bitcoin fund space. Um, Louis uh, Liu, welcome to the podcast. Um, pleasure to be here, CK. Um, it's been a long time. I believe uh, we met in Big Block Boom, the first Big Block Boom event, and that was a phenomenal one. Yeah, I was it. The, I think that was the second Big Block Boom, but it was the first one that was like kind of mainstream that like all the Bitcoiners were going to it. But that was, I feel like yeah. it was such a special event because it was the bear market. It was the depth. You know, everyone there yeah. just cared about Bitcoin. Yeah, I believe that Bitcoin was trading around 5K, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, 5K Bitcoin uh, and no Dogecoiners, no shitcoiners, no get rich quickers. It was like just the people who cared. And like I shook Safedine's hand. I got him to sign my a book for me. Uh, I shook Jimmy Song's hand, got him to sign a book uh, for yeah. me. It's like, this is the stuff that's going down in Bitcoin legacy right and yeah. at that dinner the night of the event that's when we got to meet and you know i ended up talking to you for like three or four hours just because you, you like you had so much uh connection and experience with what's happening in asia in bitcoin right yeah. and uh that's really what sparked my interest uh lewis i mean why don't you kind of just introduce yourself like you know who, who is lewis how do you discover bitcoin you know how did you end up where you are today um, so I really started digging into Bitcoin when I was, you know, studying abroad in U.S. high school, um, and I just dive into it. Um, I was looking at different, um, you know, cryptocurrency, but I realized Bitcoin uh, has a lot of a lot of educational material online. Uh, I think in previous time on Reddit, and then and then and then you move on to the Twitter. Um, so I, I studied a lot of that, and I realized. You know, Bitcoin is such a special cryptocurrency uh, compared to other. And I met so many people like you, CK, um, the Bitcoiner in this space. So I realized, you know, Bitcoin uh, is the um, the hard money um, better than gold, better than any asset, you know, that I have invested in. Um, my, my investment career started um, for when I was 14 years old. Uh, that's when I started investing. And I, just, you know, and I just, you know, so much curiosity about the financial world. Um, I, I used to, you know, look at um, Wall Street Journal, CNBC News. Uh, that's how I discovered Bitcoin in my high school time. I uh, just read something about Silk Road uh, and Bitcoin pop up. 
and I read it and I fell into the, um, the rabbit hole. And then um, in college, I worked, started working for a family office based in New York, um, basically helping them deal sourcing um, about, you know, the Bitcoin project around space. Um, and, um, and later on, I joined um, um, a cryptocurrency hash fund called Blocktober. Uh, I was there for half a year. And then I moved on uh, during the COVID time. Um, I started Mises Capital. Uh, that's just about years ago. And, um, and that was an incredible time to start something because it, it, the market is tanking, not, not just Bitcoin market, but the overall market. Um, here we are. Um, so um, we are expanding our team and um, focus on Bitcoin denominated strategy um, and start started with very root of family office um, because I had this experience of family office world, also um, hash fund world, crypto hash fund. And I realized uh, it's such a good match together. And, um, you know, we can, we can be um, our only capital and uh, starting to do this uh, Bitcoin investment, which a lot of traditional financial people, even now, are still hesitant to um, to go into it or invest in Bitcoin and only Bitcoin, right? They they want to they want to diversify crypto portfolio, uh, which I believe is completely nonsense. Um, so our fund, maybe this capital, we start with Bitcoin. We, we are we doing treasury management for our own business, basically you know, like like micro strategy but private version. Uh, we convert basically all of our cash um, and also um, income into Bitcoin, uh, and we we just start it, you know, just like any any path in the Bitcoin space, we we DCA it, right? And um, so, and I also invest in startups, um, Bitcoin startups like uh, Unchain Capital, Swan Bitcoin, Satoshi Energy, um, Foundation Device. And re recently, um, Embryo. Um, so I, I, I talked to a lot of Bitcoiner, Bitcoin entrepreneur, which they, they kind of inspire me, you know, to become entrepreneur myself. Um, yeah, that's my journey into Bitcoin. It has been uh, quite, quite a lot of fun. So I want to tease out like what, you know, the what primed you to understand Bitcoin at such a young age, right? Because... Um, you know, I feel like most people who got into Bitcoin, even to this point, they were primed, right? They had, uh, they had some sort of, um, how do you say it? You know, previous experience that enabled them to understand Bitcoin because Bitcoin is just so strange, right? Bitcoin is this really strange thing. So you understood Bitcoin at a very young age. Uh, and I'm just kind of curious, what was it that got it, that helped you get it? Um... I think I believe um, when I when I was start investing, uh, my my school of thought is about volume volume investing, right? Dig into the fundamental, analyzing balance sheet, income statement, cash flow statement. Um, that's that's when I began my journey in investing. Um, I never believe in speculation, um, you know, stuff without fundamental. I always do fundamental analysis first, uh, and then look at different things that connect the dots. Um, I, th I think I built a quite a foundation for my investment philosophy. That's when, when I came across Bitcoin and, you know, compared that to other cryptocurrency, I realized Bitcoin has um, more robust fundamental and cryptographic uh, than what others are trying to present. Um, you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't really a, a Bitcoiner starting my, my journey in, in, into Bitcoin, right? Uh, that's when in the bear market, uh, everybody had that kind of like, uh, you know, journey in, down to a rabbit hole. You start with Bitcoin and you see all the cryptocurrency uh, and, and you analyze it and you realize, okay, Bitcoin is a different project uh, than um, the other altcoins, shitcoins out there. Um, so that's, that's, that's how I, I realized, okay, um, Bitcoin... Um, from this fundamental standpoint, from this cryptographic technology standpoint, and decentralization, um, it's just a completely different project. Uh, that's why I try me to focus on Bitcoin rather than other. Uh, and, and that also makes sense in terms of investment uh, strategy. Because if Bitcoin in 12 years' time 
always be in the top one, right? In, in, in terms of market cap, there's, there's no other reason to diversify other. And you want to be concentrated on the right investment other than you know, some speculation going on in the, in the shitcoin space. Um, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And you know, I feel like a lot of value investors turn out to be Bitcoiners. So I'm not that surprised that uh, uh, that's your foundation. And part of that too is like realizing that value investors are probably the first people that see like, wow, everything is broken. Like only yeah. momentum traders are making money. Like everything is too expensive. You know, there must be something more to it, right? Like that's kind of like Preston Pish's story too, right? Um, so uh, again, I'm kind of, uh, I'm not surprised that that's the case um, for you as well. Like what, what helped you realize that the money is broken, right? Um, it's, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not just, uh, it's not just about, uh, you know, creating a new kind of money, but like the money that we have right now, it doesn't work. Yeah. So I think, you know, when I saw Bill Miller, which is one of the, uh, volume investor, great volume investor in the space. Uh, he, he, he spot Bitcoin quite early on. Right. And he, I think his his average price is around $300, which is amazing. Amazing. And, um, I, I listened to his podcast. I listened to the um, you know the writing he has done on Bitcoin. I think I think he's he's, he's spot on as a volume investor. He's spot on on where this um, volume coming from Bitcoin. And I think they're just couple one, right? I think the um, decentralization itself is is powerful technology, and a network effect as well. And also um, as as Bitcoin price goes up. Um, it becomes it becomes more valuable. It becomes more, um, you know, um, accessible uh, to a lot of investors in the world because of liquidity increase, also the security increase. So a lot of that stuff, traditional value investor won't be thinking about um, that is the fundamental analysis that they are they they will be doing right. They they want to do some cash flow. So this is not. As, as stuff you know they were looking at but I, by looking at bitcoin in a different metrics um the network effect the security the hash rate um and also the notes connected to the bitcoin you really need to uh dive deep, deep enough uh, to realize um there's so much value that Bitcoin can bring to the uh, humanity that any other comp tech companies around um you know like Google, Facebook, um, even Tesla. I think Bitcoin is much more valuable than all those companies combined because it's the base layer of the 21st century um, monetary system. And I think we, we are pretty much underestimate where this valuation could go uh, because you're, you're not actually investing in the company. You actually invest in, in the money um, that has a technology aspect um, and pretty much disrupting uh, the legacy financial system um, and the fiat currency system as well. And uh, I don't think there's any other technology that, that is bigger than this. Um, so from a value investing standpoint, I think the valuation of Bitcoin, you cannot really pinpoint where the valuation could, could be at. But if you're looking at um, the turn, Ten trillion dollar gold market cap, and you're printing that, you know, hundred trillion dollar bond market. I think we are heading in those trillion dollar market cap um, range. And I think as as this move higher, if if give investor more confident that this is a self fulfilling prophecy, um, and 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 really is, um, you know, what what, I, what I've been thinking about is, you know. Um, Bitcoin doesn't even change a lot in the past 12 years, unlike any, you know, shit coins out there. Um, and, and that is an incredible value proposition because in, in the world of, you know, fast changing, um, a lot of technology companies try to, try to give more feature to the apps, uh, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Apple, right? Um, they always give more feature. But Bitcoin has done its most critical feature uh, at the launch, which is the 21 million, right? 
which is the uh, the design, the architecture of the whole network. Um, and, and I think people were starting to realize how valuable is that, and and become you know starting to reflect on the valuation market cap it represents. Yeah, I think that that's that's very good analysis, and and it like Bitcoin is almost like the opposite of you know everything that has been produced by like the the fiat tech sector, right? The Silicon Valley led tech sector, even maybe like the the Chinese tech sector, right? That that is a huge tech sector as well, and you know it's kind of centered around surveillance and control, whereas like. You know, Bitcoin is, it, it, it's, it's like not changing. You can't mess with it. It's decentralized. And, you know, I would say Bitcoin's like a mirror. Like whatever you think of Bitcoin, it will reflect back at you. And whatever you are, Bitcoin will reflect back at you. Um, and, you know, you have an incredible piece of art kind of behind you uh, that uh, it's it's the the mirror. Was this the, the number seven um, fractal encrypt uh, full node sculpture? Is that correct? Yeah, this is number seven. And, um, you know, scarcely, right? Uh, there's only 10 pieces in the world. And um, I think this is only one um, in Taiwan. Yeah, and the only one that's glass, correct? Or am I cor- incorrect on that? Yeah, only one. Um, that fra- I think fractal. I glass, yeah. a mirror. Yeah. yeah, a mirror, a mirror. So, I mean, to everyone who's listening to this on podcast, go to uh, Bitcoin Magazine YouTube and watch the video. But behind Lewis is just Fractal Encrypt's amazing full node sculpture in a mirror form. So this is the same one that Michael Saylor has behind him uh, when he podcasts, except that Michael Saylor's is made out of wood. Um, so probably one of the most uh, well-known pieces of Bitcoin art out there. And uh, you ha- definitely have a very special one. Um, can you talk about, you know, you you uh, you you purchased this uh, from the Miami Art Auction while you were in Taiwan. Uh, can you just talk about like what it took to get this? Why did you pay such a handsome price for it, and why is it? Do you think it's just so special? Yeah. So let's talk about. I think let's talk about scarcity. Um, a startup. I think um, doing the auction platform. I think that was a great experience. I, I you know, before the auction, uh, I deposited some. Bitcoin through uh, Lightning to be able to bid on the price. Uh, I think that all that is smooth, all, you know, go through the BTC pay server via Lightning. Uh, and have, I have I have a Lightning wallet, so you just go through it, right? They don't, they don't need to verify who you are. There's no KYC process. You just verify your email address and, and you can start bidding. I mean, the whole bidding experience is great. You just, you know, hit uh, whatever the um, higher bid. To the to the um, to the last beater, um, and I and I and I look at all the arts, and I and I um, my family have been doing you know investing in art, collecting art for um, for decades. And um, what's striking about Bitcoin art is the culture, the apples, you know, the, the cyberpunk, um, you know, culture that inspire me. So I, I love to own one. I love to own one. Yeah. So I, I, I love I only to have Bitcoin art behind me. <laughs> yeah. So we would, as, as a Bitcoiner and also as an art collector, um, I, I, I would love to own one that's scarce. Um, also um, represents the Bitcoin culture. So I look at, I look at it, Fractal's art and uh, I actually did a lot of research on the Bitcoin magazine. You guys published, I think, I think Fractal published um, his design, his detailed explanation of how this um, art piece form. I think it's incredible, right? I don't know there's artists uh, in, in the traditional art space have spent so much time diving into the Bitcoin protocol, understand the map behind it, and spend time to design the beautiful pieces, the beautiful art, actually, and have, and have the scarcity mindset, right? Because the traditional art artists, they, they kind of like, when they, when they become successful, they just keep producing, uh, and which devalue their art. Um, it's quite smart that the Bitcoiner, you know, realizes scarcity and, uh, and cap these pieces at 10. I mean, that's incredible smart. Uh, it's as marketing and as well as, you know, keep this piece scarce so the volume can go up over time. 
Um, I think I think this is really a representative of the whole Bitcoin culture, uh, and and it has to be expressed, you know, through art. And I think Fractal got it, and uh, his whole, um, you know, personality is like a pseudonymous, right? I never met him in person, and I, I don't know his full name, but it's okay, right? The art speaks itself, and um, and and also collecting art. It's also about, you know, who owns it. Uh, I think Michael Saylor owns it. That I, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, there are a bunch of, you know, Jeff, another another guy who who is a who is an intense bidder. Uh, actually, quite, um, you know, happy that I get this from him because he's uh, he's keep bidding on me, right? Um, and uh, I think I think the, the the network of the collectors in, for facto is extremely robust. Uh, and that's also a very, very important aspect uh, about art collecting. You want to you want to plug into a network um, that is long term believer of the artist, right? They're not they're not going to sell it for, you know, for just just for speculation, just for trade. They want to collect it and then they want to represent it um, in front of it, right? They are proud to own this. So I think that's that that just create a great um, network for for uh for this art all right let's take a quick break from that episode i want to tell you guys about our sponsor it is bitcoin 2022 conference i am sure you saw the videos you may have been there in person bitcoin 2021 was an absolute smashing success it was the biggest conference in bitcoin history crypto history whatever history of the digital asset sphere bitcoin is number one and the bitcoin 2021 conference is number one with a bullet it was an absolutely incredible time. I was working my ass off the whole time, but I got to meet so many incredible community members. And I think the best testament to how amazing Bitcoin 2021 was, was not just all of the amazing, you know, accolades and, uh, and compliments that I got personally and our team got, but also it's the skin in the game in Bitcoin 2022. We have already sold close to 1500 tickets. That is more than 10% of the people, everyone who went to Bitcoin 2021 have already purchased tickets to Bitcoin 2022. We have not released a date. We have not released a city. We have not released anything. That is the biggest compliment. That is the biggest skin in the game of the community being down for this conference. Bitcoin 2022 is going to be bigger than Bitcoin 2021. It is going to be better than Bitcoin 21 in every single way. And we are going to be bringing you the best opportunity to mingle with the biggest, the baddest, the most Bitcoin people on the planet. So join the revolution. Go to b.tc forward slash conference. Get your tickets today. I don't know what the ticket prices are. They are going up. I think they're $249 right now. We just rolled out fiat ticket uh, purchases. All the tickets purchased before today were all purchased in BTC. So get it, guys. Get it. Get this ticket. Be at Bitcoin 2022. See you there. Bitcoiners, I want to tell you guys about The Deep Dive. The Deep Dive is a new premium newsletter from the Bitcoin Magazine team in conjunction with my man, BTCization, Dylan LeClaire. Dylan is such a multifaceted and wide-ranging analyst. He does everything from on-chain analytics to macro uh, analysis to uh, you know hash rate and all that kind of good stuff. He does it all. He breaks down everything that's happening every single day with his daily dive. He's going to dive into what is happening in the market that day. So that way you don't have to pay attention to Twitter. You don't have to pay attention to anything else. You can just pay attention to the deep dive and he has you covered. And at the end of the week, guess what? You get a weekly recap. And at the end of the month, hey, we have a freaking report, a beautiful PDF breaking down all the activity of that entire month, what it means for Bitcoin, what you can expect moving forward. The Bitcoin market is going to moon we are here to make sure that we maximize your stack. Go to members.bitcoinmagazine.com to sign up today. And if you use promo code BITS, you can get one month for free. So again, the deep dive, I've been checking it out every day and you should too. Back to the show. Yeah, I mean, again, for any of the listeners who are unfamiliar with Fractal and Crypt, check them out on Twitter. Go to Bitcoin Magazine. I'm proud to have made made that article happen where... Uh, Fractal Encrypt, I, I believe he 
broke down all the details of the piece that was purchased by Michael Saylor. Um, but your piece is, uh, is special. It's the number seven. It's a mirror instead of wood, like I said. And I think Bitcoin is a mirror. So there's something representative about it. And there's also something representative about the number seven. Um, there's a lot of kind of little Easter eggs with this piece yeah. of art. Uh, can you kind of talk a little bit about them? Yeah, I think number seven itself is um, seven. The number seven, you know, the, is is biblical number, right? Um, we know like um, God created the world in seven days. Uh, so I think number seven has this spirituality. And also, you know, when when this art piece getting, uh, I, I bought this art piece when El Salvador, you know, become um, the first country uh, which, you know, adopt Bitcoin as a legal tender. And, um, and I think that also is significant as well for this piece. Um, with the exact same day when I bought it, it's the exact same day when El Salvador um, adopt Bitcoin, right? Uh, that is significant. And also the mirror itself um, just reflect what is in, in it, right? Um, you, can, you can put it down, you know, just right now, my, you, can, you can see it reflect my office. Um, when you when you when you when you're standing in front of it, you can see the reflect yourself, right? And what you see is um, mirror. I think um, Thomas Schwalai written this incredible piece about this: some money, yeah. some art. Um, I think that's where the um, the root of art should be, right? Uh, we should be dedicating our um, life skill set. Um, you know, with this some money uh, mindset in the mind, just, just proof of work. Uh, I think Bitcoin is some money because of proof of work, right? You have to put into work in order to have the money, right? Um, same with art. I think art also represents that kind of idea, right? You have to put in a lot of work. I think Fractal put in a lot of work in this piece. That's why it inspires uh, me um, to bought it also inspire other artists as well that, oh, wow, you can actually have um, dedicated your life, dedicated your, you know, um, your skill uh, into, you know, developing, building an art piece um, that in later on inspire a lot of generation. You want to, you want to own such an art piece. I think number seven is self-significant. Um, the day when our Salvador announced Bitcoin legal tender is significant. It all comes together. And me and my, um, me and Facto, we actually chat on uh, Twitter. Um, so it, it's quite special. When I, when, I, uh, when I bought it, the time is like 11, 11, um, which is also the significant number um, that Facto have strong belief that this is, uh, you know, um, all stars align, right? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's incredible. Again, I saw the piece in person in Miami, and it looks great in your office. Um, yeah. uh, you can kind of see a little bit of your office uh, in the background, but it makes it look like it's like, you know, caving in. Um, the, you know, the thing that's interesting about Bitcoin is like, I feel like on the outside into outsiders, like Bitcoin must seem like such a shallow thing to them. But like to people who fall down the rabbit hole, there's a reason to say that rabbit hole, like Bitcoin is so deep. And like, there's so many like, like very core aspects of, you know, human history and human wisdom that are kind of like baked into this thing that's also built with math in mind and physics in mind and like all of these things that are intrinsic to the universe. Um, it seems like, you know, just in its design, the fact that it exists, like it exudes this like truth to it. Um, and, you know, obviously you've seen that truth. That's why you're so passionate and, you know, you've become a leader in this space, but, you know, I guess don't really have a question, but what's your reaction to that? Reaction to the art? No, but just my statement, just like this, like the, the truth that Bitcoin kind of, you know, exudes, right? Uh, like things about it just it are just yeah. seemed aligned. Yeah. I think Bitcoin, like, like a mirror, right? Like this art, right? It kind of like reflects on, a lot of core aspect of life, and uh, and that really inspires me because I I, I myself I read a lot of philosoph uh, philosophers essay or um, I'm a big fan of 
you know, um, Nietzsche, um, a big fan of Aristotle. You know, I started philosophy in, in college. Um, but that's not my major, but I, I really found out starting those things. I think, you know, there's um, this truth in life, and I think Bitcoin itself are reflecting those aspects. For example, like, like, you know, my original investing is coming from Warren investing. I think Bitcoin absolutely reflect um, what is the fundamental thing of for borrowing investing. It's not actually looking at um, the numbers, right? It's actually have um, a sense of what is the true value of an of a, of an asset. Uh, it doesn't need to be a cash flow statement. It doesn't need to be a balance sheet. I think people have been um, schooled. Uh, in the traditional financial world, where borrowing investing, you just have to look at a couple of metrics like the, you know, PE ratio, cash flow. Uh, I think that all, all, all makes sense. Um, but going back to the fundamental of borrowing investing, I think you have to define value yourself. Um, what is the um, definition uh, of it? It shouldn't be the definition that's so, um, you know, restricted by the traditional thought. It should be coming from you and should be um, coming from the first principle. I think Bitcoin reflects that. I think Bitcoin also reflects um, about art collecting, right? You have, you have, you have, you have a couple, you know, art, art gallery circle, auction circle. Uh, it, it's always the, um, the artists always want to plug into that circle. What I, what I find about Bitcoin artists is that, um, you know, they, they fought their way, right? Um, they they stay true to themselves. I think that's quite important for any artist, uh, not just Bitcoin artists, for any artist, you know, reject the temptation of getting into some sort of market manipulation, right? And actually do great art. Uh, I think that's an important characteristic that the Bitcoin artists, especially fractal, I think, um, to get it. Um, and I think this is an important aspect um for artists and develop, developing you know unique art uh you don't want to just want to be famous just because you know you are you are promoted by gallery promoted by you know the auction you know um and that 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 just comes into um the truth about what is the art collecting uh and same thing with what is the um investing right it's just coming from the first principle what do you think is valuable? Um, and the valuable thing requires most of the time, right? And you, you see what contemporary art is doing right now. A lot of artists, you know, um, doesn't doesn't do a lot of work in the art. They just have ideas. And then you, if you see the um, the banana, you know, the banana tape on the wall, that 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 just an idea. It's cool, but um, that does not require a lot of work. And uh, are you going to collect that? No, it's, 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 not, it's not collectible because the banana is going to rot, right? Um, that doesn't put a lot of work, but it, it definitely catches a lot of people's eyeball. Um, but what, what the true are is actually, you know, need to inspire people, need to inspire the generation. And, um, you know, and Bitcoin actually reflects that. Um, also, the um, you know, the first principle of what is investing. Uh, again, I, I love that breakdown, and you know, very very beautiful kind of uh, associations with you know art scarcity, uh, you know, truth in nature. I want to pivot over to talking about Mimesis Capital. Um, you know, invested in some of the best and most badass Bitcoin companies, the ones that don't care about uh necessarily uh you know altcoins or investors or you know a lot of the things that are in the typical vc circles these are like the true bitcoin companies right the bitcoin denominated companies the fund itself is bitcoin denominated you know and you brought the fund into existence at you know the depth of the bear market the scariest time right when the world was falling apart uh and david bailey the ceo of bitcoin magazine and btc inc uh, immediately recognized how clever your name was as well. Uh, uh, so, you know, let's talk about Mimesis Capital and, you know, let's dive into, uh, you know, going from Block Tower to uh, COVID craziness to starting this this uh, this company. 
Yeah. Um, so I always, you know, I always, you know, think about from the first principle standpoint, of what is investing. And um, my, and my, my time at family office, um, cryptocurrency hash fund really stopped me from doing what I love, right? Doing what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about Bitcoin, but, you know, I, I just get distracted a lot. Right, all, all the other projects they, they want me to look at and um and the speculation they want me to dive in. But I, I just not built for it. Um that's why, you know, when when you come you know, when you realize um you're not the type of person um that will stay long in the speculation scheme or um or people that you just associate with doesn't believe in what you believe, uh, you move on. So that's that's the that's the reason that I, I truly move on into the Bitcoin. Um, I think that's an incredible um, decision that I made during the time because people will struggle um, between a job or start something that you know only you understood. Um, so that's that's my decision during the COVID um, nineteen uh, twenty twenty pandemic, uh, where is the bear market? Just everyone. Everyone capitulated, um, and the reason I I I, I picking that point to start is because I saw this transition coming in the micro environment. Um, you know where Paul Tudor Jones talk about it a lot, Michael Sarah talked about it a lot. Uh, is the money printing happening? The monetary expansion um, that's that's happening during the COVID time that makes me want to start this capitalist. You know, when 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 things go sour, it's always the best time um, you create and build, um, you know, uh, a, a company, right? Uh, I, I I found that it's a great time to start something, uh, and then Mrs. Capital really, uh, you know, started at that you know the deep, deepest bear market, and I, and I find. Um, and I find it very rewarding to think about thinking about that. Um, so our strategy is pretty much, like I said before, it's just a private version of micro micro strategy. Uh, we convert cash to Bitcoin. And that's where we uh, we started um, the thesis. Um, and why concentration that on Bitcoin is because uh, Bitcoin is a store of value. And and how you're gonna hedge against the monetary inflation that's happening across the globe. Not just the Federal Reserve, but the ECB, the Japanese Central Bank, um, also also China, right? Uh, you you need you need something that you can hold on to store volume in time, right? Um, and also thinking about my family, how how I can help my family to hedge in this incredible time. How 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 can we navigate through this difficult time? When business getting shut down, when when the COVID time, you just depend on the business, right? Um, only the tech company can you know can run sort of in, but what about traditional businesses? What about restaurant? What about um, you know other you know companies that depend not not depend on tech but depend on human interaction, right? That that all get shut down, um, and you need to survive. I think Bitcoin during the COVID night. COVID-19 period, We've, we still have that going on right now, right? Um, it's just a, it's just a, just incredible investment um, that could potentially save you from the darkest time. Um, that's what, that's what um, we have experienced at Mises Capital and what we have seen um, throughout these years. Um, and that you know, we we didn't we don't want to invest associated with any altcoin or shitcoin uh, in the cryptocurrency space uh, because we don't see that as um, incredible tool to store volume for a long time. And we focus on long term investment, not short term speculation. Uh, and that's also tied to my you know venture capital investment in the, in the Bitcoin space, uh, where I saw you know those when, when those when when those Bitcoin company try to raise money during the bear market, they struggle. Um, and I find that struggle beautiful because if you don't struggle early, early on, how you can succeed, right? I think Bitcoin are equipped with that, right? They believe in something 
right? And then in the struggle fluid, they can't grind it out. Uh, and, and you see um, on-chain capital getting a big um, fundraising from NIDIL. But, but two years ago, um, they, they couldn't have done that, right? Uh, it's because of belief that, that they, they see in Bitcoin, the volume proposition that they, they see in Bitcoin um, is where that leads to the success. Um, and that's part of the um, investment thesis that we have been, you know, um, carry on. It's just that we, we don't follow a lot of, you know, VC circles. We don't follow A16Z. Uh, we do our own analysis. We are, we do our own diligence. There's there's a phrase famous in Bitcoin world where um, don't trust verify, right? So we we did a lot of analysis on those company uh, research, talking to the founder. Uh, that's why we see um, those companies are really special because they don't give a fuck about um, the VC circle, right? Uh, obviously, they need fundraising, but um, if if the if the investor doesn't align with the mission. With the belief, they they can they can say no, right? I think that's a power. Uh, also, I think that's a dedication to their to the company mission. I think that's very very valuable because you don't want you don't want to be compromised by a lot of money that the investor is going to you know flush right in your face. You want you want to say no because the investor is not aligned with your mission statement. That's that that's just a very critical point, and that's just how you can build a good company culture uh, and that just tell you how, how the entrepreneur, the leadership is looking like. So the, the company that I've invested in, whether it's on-chain capital, Swamp Bitcoin, Satoshi Energy, they all encrypted this kind of mindset, right? They believe in Bitcoin, they think Bitcoin has much more to be done, right? On top of the, the base layer, there's a lot to be built, but you don't have to build with tokens. You don't have to build with speculation right you can build real products real company real culture um but you just have to avoid the temptation right and uh, i think that's incredible um by seeing that for all the years right now i just it's very rewarding it's very um um i would say amazing um to see those companies grow um and now uh, you can see those are the you know the absolutely most important company in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Before we get back to the episode, I want to tell you guys about Bitcoin Magazine. Bitcoin Magazine is the oldest publication covering Bitcoin, and we've been covering Bitcoin since 2012. Y'all, I'm so proud to be working for Bitcoin Magazine. We spend all day trying to scour the internet for the top news, the top plebs, the top subjects, conversations, everything that has to do with BTC, the asset, BTC, the culture, BTC, the revolution. We are here for it. We are here for BTC and BTC only. And we want to give back to the Bitcoin community. Hit us up if you want to contribute. And uh, yeah, go follow us on Twitter. Go uh, subscribe to this podcast. Go follow us on YouTube. All of the places that you can find Bitcoin Magazine, we are there. Instagram, Reddit, everywhere. We're there. We're there. Follow us for the best Bitcoin knowledge. Back to the episode. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the struggle and emerging from that, like that's something I can relate to at, at BTC Inc. and getting through the COVID pandemic and canceling Bitcoin 2022 or sorry, Bitcoin 2020 and having to, you know, pioneer and make Bitcoin 2021 actually happen as one of the first events um, in in the world and in the U.S. to happen in person in a major event, um, you know, kind of during this COVID era. Um, and there's some that you're right. It's beautiful. And there's something beautiful about saying no to, to cheap, easy money with strings attached to it, because odds are is like these businesses are cash flow positive. They're Satoshi positive. You know, they have they have Bitcoin on their balance sheet, which is appreciating. And, you know, they they don't have to bow down or say whatever, say anything to to anyone. Um, and that's powerful. So. Um, you know, it kind of makes the Bitcoin ecosystem more anti-fragile because, yeah. you know, they kind of had to take the pain of not getting that easy money up front. And therefore, they can continue to say F you to the A16Zs out there that, you know, <laughs> raise a fund without mentioning the word Bitcoin in it. Yeah. And um, 
I, I, I want to add to that, to that is that I think Bitcoiners are the type of entrepreneur that I, I like, right? They don't compromise. Uh, and you always find money, right? You always find investors that, you know, align with the mission. You just have to keep grinding, right? You cannot just, you know, because ACCNZ has big money and, uh, and compromise. Uh, I, I don't think that, you know, I, I don't think that, uh, leadership uh, can build a good company culture. Um, and, and it's very interesting, you know, you're talking about Bitcoin company as anti-fragile because they hold Bitcoin balance sheet. And the same thing happened to us and the Mrs. Capital where we hold um, Bitcoin and we don't have LPs. We don't, we don't do fundraising. We just cover the cash to Bitcoin and we hold that reserve um, on the fund. Uh, and that that proven to be very robust, very anti-fragile uh, throughout the COVID time, um, even even increasing in, in terms of the fiat dollar, right? Uh, and that's how we how we expand our team at Mises Capital. And I think that just um, you know the core of how actual company should should run because you need some sort of um, you know reserve um, and believe into into something um that can make you more anti-fragile right and i think bitcoin by holding bitcoin um by hollowing bitcoin give you that kind of power you don't you can you can you can definitely say um no because you are self-sustained um you are you don't you don't you don't need anyone to approve you or um you know to give you the access to some some sort of circle, right? And I think Bitcoin give you that independent, I would say, you know, sovereign um, to the company, also sovereign to the individual. Um, and I think that's just incredible. And I and I and I see that reflects on the Bitcoin company that I, that I invested in, and I saw it reflect on my on my own company as well. So let, let's talk about like what it's like to invest in Bitcoin companies. You've talked about the grit of the entrepreneurs building Bitcoin companies, the resolve, the anti-fragility of, you know, having to say no to easy money. Like when it comes to investing, like how do you choose between like, I'm going to invest in this company, these entrepreneurs versus like, I'm going to keep stacking sats because it's hard to, you know, look at the best money in the world at a discount at even, you know, what is what you consider to be very undervalued, not even in a bull market yet, and then go and buy, buy Swan Bitcoin, go and buy Unchained Capital, these great businesses, but, you know, it's not Bitcoin. Yeah, um, I think that very interesting question, and that's part of the strategy, um, you know, that we have to implement at Mises Capital. Why we invest in, in the venture capital, right? Why we invest in those startups? Um, part of the reason is just like, uh, we wanted we want the whole ecosystem to improve. Uh, we wanted to help them out uh, through capital or through um, connecting them with the necessary uh, resources that we have. Um, and that's a very, very you know rewardable journey uh, because you, you have you can talk about ideas, you can talk about strategy with those companies. Uh, you can talk about you know cooperation opp- opportunity. Like we, we partner with on-chain on the custody. They are our custody partner. Um, and that's, that's make us, you know, we want to support our partners, right? We want to have a little bit of share in the company, um, that we can, you know, analyze it at, as a shareholder, um, and make us more comfortable, you know, working with them, right? Um, that's, that just, that is part of the VC investment that we see. And uh, I think it's incredible that the VC, I think Bitcoin VC is, is also a Bitcoin strategy that can potentially yield more Bitcoin when you when you invest in it. Um, and also you can collect more uh, information and data from those you know operations that those Bitcoin companies have, have done, right? You can have um, know how many users are are, are using on-chain capital, using multi-sig. You can spot some sort of trend. Uh, in, in the in the operation that those companies are doing, uh, like Swan Bitcoin really started the BCA trend, right? And on-chain capital started multi-sig lending. How are we gonna build a great custody solution with financial layer on top of it, right? 
uh, and Swamp Bitcoin is just um, how you can DCA, right, smoothly, um, daily, weekly, monthly, even to IRA, right? Um, I think that's, you know, from looking at the operation also, also kind of reflect back to our company, how we can um, do um, by, by, by making us better. That's part of it. Um, that's a VC strategy that we are implementing within. Um, we are, we are, we are not looking for tremendous gain from, from all of this. All we are looking for is how we're going to support those companies at the right time when, when they, when they struggle to fundraise, when they struggle to, um, you know, when it, when, when, when they want to survive, how we can provide a sort of capital to them and, um, and make sure that, um, we grow together. Um, that, I think that just come up part of the community, um, apples. Um, I have, I deeply want to support the Bitcoin community by supporting the company. That's a, that's a part of the, you know, the ideas behind the core idea behind, um, basic investment. I think it's never about returning back more money to me. I don't, I don't think so. I think it's more about supporting, understanding the business, understand where the Bitcoin is heading. Um, that to me is very valuable information, uh, to gather. Um, so speaking about, you know, Bitcoin denominated strategy, I think VC is part of that, right? I think most VC right now, I mean, successful VC in the future is going to be, um, the one that outperformed Bitcoin performance in the long run, like, like a decade long. Uh, I think the, the real VC will be the one that actually did the return of Bitcoin. I, I think that's super hard, but it's not like impossible. I think Bitcoin just inspired people to do something that is sound impossible, right? Uh, I think this VC, VC strategy is part of it. How you can find companies that eager um, and also try their ass off to outperform Bitcoin. And, and you, you put a lot of you know, trust uh, in, in those companies. And, and, and entrepreneur itself, like human beings are ambition, right? Some of the human being entrepreneurs are ambition, right? Who knows? Um, on-chain capital in, in the future can, can outperform Bitcoin return when they want to go on IPO. Who knows, right? And that's what I found incredible speaking with uh, the Bitcoin entrepreneur, also the VC, um, the Tremble Venture Partner, that which I'm, I'm part of the investor as well. Um, how they, how they looking at the space and how they, you know, trying to outperform Bitcoin through, um, the skill set they have. Um, they try to want to prove they are the best of the best, right? And how, how they're going to prove it is, is outperforming Bitcoin. That's the, that's the metrics you want to, you want to, uh, go against. Uh, if you can bid Bitcoin in terms of return, um, that shows you you are the best of the best. It also helps to hold Bitcoin to outperform Bitcoin, right? And like denominating in Bitcoin in the first place. Um, you know, a lot of VC funds, you know, they think they're trying to outperform Bitcoin. A lot of traders, they think they're trying to outperform Bitcoin, but they don't even use Bitcoin. They don't even denominate Bitcoin in that process. And it leads them astray, right? Like it's the Bitcoin centricity is necessary. And that, again, that's true. BTC Inc., the Bitcoin Conference, Bitcoin Magazine, UTXO Fund, a, uh, a Bitcoin denominated fund as well. So, you know, same, same kind of, uh, you know, Bitcoin aligns incentives. And when I was listening to you talk, it really, uh, in, it kind of inspired me because a lot of people say, oh, I'm in a Bitcoin world. Like, why will people do anything? People are just going to like do nothing because their Bitcoins are just going to go up in value. Why would they ever spend their Bitcoin? Like, why do they do anything? Like, no, Bitcoin actually aligns incentives. Bitcoin makes yeah. it like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. You're not going to waste around because the opportunity cost is Bitcoin. And it kind of weeds out the noise. Whereas like our current system, it's like amplifies noise. It's just like amplifies everything, spray and pray, VC investing. It doesn't matter. But like if they have to outperform 21 million, exactly. like you really have to create value. Like you can't BS, no, no lollygagging here. Yeah. There's no, there's no BS. Right. And, um, I want to expand on a little bit. Um, what is Bitcoin denominated strategy? You can, you can go, you can go from VC to, you know, um, to actually doing a, you know, different strategy. VC is part of it. 
of option, future, whatever, whatever there's a tool in the market. Um, but the, man, the mindset is, how are you going to outperform 21 million? How are you going to outperform the 200, uh, 20%, 200% average return throughout the 12, 12 years of Bitcoin, right? It's people, some people might think that's difficult, right? Um, but there will be people trying, you know, outperforming that, uh, that kind of return from Bitcoin. And I think a lot of great entrepreneurs, successful entrepreneurs were coming out of that to see. Uh, and I think that built into, um, you know, the startups that the Bitcoiners have created. Why they want to try to, um, the, the reason that they are trying to create a company and sacrifice opportunity costs is because there's much gain in that entrepreneurship. You need to build, right? You need to build uh, Citadel. You need to build some sort of route to the to the Bitcoin network. And those sacrifices being made and some of them will be rewarded. And uh, I think that's just Bitcoin incentivize, you know, people to try their best of the best, right? Because to outperform Bitcoin is difficult. To outperform fiat is easy, right? If you look at S&P 500, if you look at NASDAQ, Bitcoin outperform all of them. So trying to outperform Bitcoin is very hard. And, um, and, and that just proof of work, right? If you want to try to outperform Bitcoin, you have to put into a lot of work. Uh, and that work could be translated into startup. That work can translate it into investment strategy. Um, that work can translate it into, you know, a, a amount of marketing that you know, the Bitcoin Inc. has done, you know, the podcaster has done. Um, you, we have to make sure our sacrifice to the network in order to grow this network. Um, and, and, and there's a lot of approach, right? But ultimately, I think, um, is to outperform Bitcoin, is to treat Bitcoin as the benchmark um, and outperform it. Um, and I think, you know, in, in, the, in the next decades, if we really think um, the Bitcoin is going to 21st century, it's going to be a 21st century dominant um, crypto network, also um, um, the backbone of the financial system, we really need to think about where, what, what is, you know, what is the benchmark? The benchmark is Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a risk-free rate. Um, and only financial institution, funds, startups, whatever, uh, is going to collapse on, onto it. It's going to think in, in a Bitcoin way. And that's when you have hyper-Bitcoinization happening. And I think hyper-Bitcoinization is real because in order to outperform Bitcoin, like I say, right, you have to put into a lot of work. You have to go against a lot of current, um, you know, current popular thinking, you know, like the, you know, the traditional VC versus the Bitcoin VC. That's, that's just an example of it, right? Um, Bitcoin denominated return strategy versus fiat denominated return strategy. That's just another example of it. But if you keep outperforming Bitcoin, you, you start to see the opportunity costs become widened. Right. On the other, on the one hand, if you outperform Bitcoin, you are getting a lot more um, purchasing power over time. You get a lot more return over time uh, versus fiat, which is which is devaluing itself at at a faster speed, and, and it's become faster right now. Um, it just become very easy, and it just become you know too easy to try to stick with that game, right? People, people, people will be comfortable enough uh, to make one percent, two percent on the bond, right? Uh, even even negative in, in the real real yield, uh, they they are comfortable because the legacy system kind of like saved them. Um, but there's no growth, um, and, and and there's no future for that as well. So imagine in, in the hyper Bitcoinization world, what will be the asset management look like? What will be the VC look like? What will be the startup look like? I think that's a thought experiment. And I think that's where the entrepreneur really, really could shine. And uh, it's not about outperforming fiat anymore. It's about, you know, outperforming Bitcoin. So that's why yeah. um, I, I love about entrepreneur build on top of Bitcoin. And I love about, you know, the VC try to invest in, in a Bitcoin company. Um, and that, that's why uh, what we build at the business capital, we want to build something that is native uh, to the Bitcoin world, 
uh, think about from first principle of what is Bitcoin, how we're gonna outperform the return uh, using Bitcoin. Um, yeah, that this I think it's going to be very exciting. It's very also as well, you know, very challenging. It's more challenging when you you know you start a fiat denominated fund, right? That just less less challenging. That's less proof of work. Um, if you do a Bitcoin denominated fund, that is a lot of proof of work. Yeah, I mean, again, I I feel like Bitcoin really aligns incentives, and uh, I feel like we could dive into a lot of these nuances. But this is a fantastic kind of area to to close out the show, and I think a great note, which is that you know, in this on this journey to hyper Bitcoinization, like this is how Bitcoin pulls people out. Is like you, if you're trying to outperform Bitcoin, it forces you to change how your brain thinks and. I think that Bitcoin's a mindset and like the hardest part of this whole transition is the mental mindset of shifting from fiat over to the mentality of Bitcoin. Like using Bitcoin is a, is a mindset. It's an operating system more than anything else. Um, and that, you know, and at the same time, Bitcoin is like a black hole and it, like it sucks you into that mindset. Like you have no choice. And the later you, you join, you know, the, the fewer stats you'll have, but Regardless, it's gonna make you better because like you you can't BS anymore. No more easy money. Like everything has requires proof of work with Bitcoin. That's the only way to acquire Bitcoin is to provide something of value to someone else who willingly gives you their Bitcoin. So um it really is a beautiful incentive structure. Lewis, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um I wanna give you a chance to, you know, kind of give a last word to the Bitcoin magazine audience. Um, I think, um, you know, Bitcoin's really, um, um, the, the, um, the, you know, the operating system, like you say, right. Um, that we all are changing our mind towards it. Um, I think, you know, you guys, Bitcoin magazine, you've done a great job on reporting, you know, this aspect, what's happening, you know, and Bitcoin around Bitcoin. I think continue to do that. I think uh, you guys are operating one of the best Bitcoin media out there. Uh, continue to do that. Continue to focus on it. Um, and um, it's it's really a pleasure to see all this thing growing in the past, you know, several years. Um, you know, your audience is growing, and uh, people are are being reading a lot about Bitcoin. I think um, that's just incredible. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, just stay follow, follow, follow us, follow us on, you know, Mimesis Capital Twitter. Uh, follow me, Louis Ashley, uh on Twitter. Uh, you can also look looking at uh, our website. You know, our website we have done incredible research on Bitcoin. Um, all of the research that is pretty much long term focused. We're not we're not trying to talk too much about fiat price. Uh, all we are talking about is you know. Um, the Bitcoin world that we are we are about to transition into, um, you know the you know what is the wealth preservation? How are we going to use Bitcoin as a tool to preserve your wealth? Um, how are we going to use Bitcoin as a tool uh, to to kind of like switch your mindset um, in order to experience more interesting, um, you know, companies and. Um, strategy um and also art right and um i think it's really incredible that we we can build this uh, and this capital because we are self-sustained we don't need to ask you know other other people's money uh, and we can build this out um and this, this is a fortunate thing and that's pretty hard to do um and i and i you know i think we will be sticking around in this in this bitcoin world for quite some time, maybe uh, a century, two century. Uh, that's that's my my idea. I think this is a long lasting company, um, and we will we will strive to, you know, help this company survive over a long time. And I think Bitcoin can enable us to do that. Um, yeah, and and imagine if you can if you have this kind of mindset built into it's just really incredible. Uh, and I, I wish everyone. Um, you know, can think in this way. Um, and there, you know, there's a lot 
um, to be built as well in, in the Bitcoin space. Yeah, that, that's just my, my, my words. Uh, I think that is, um, hope that helpful. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, again, beautiful words. Uh, I feel like, uh, your perspective on Bitcoin is poetic and, and, uh, uh, very principled. So I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Everyone, you need to follow uh, Lewis. You need to follow Mamisi's Capital. Uh, your research on Contango taught me about the subject when it was really hot um, this past uh, winter. Uh, and a lot of the fantastic research that you've published on your blog, we've also published on Bitcoin Magazine just because we're trying to get it out in the world. It's that good. So, um, you know, obviously, Lewis is a tastemaker here when it comes to what's happening in Bitcoin and the Bitcoin investment scene. So make sure to give them a follow and make sure to give me a follow at CK underscore snarks. Make sure to check out Bitcoin magazine for more amazing, interesting interviews, thoughts on Bitcoin, news, research, and much, much more. Uh, and until then, peace. All right. Thank you, CK. A quick reminder that all of the content in this episode is for informational and entertainment purposes only. You should not construe the information as legal, tax, investment, financial, or any other advice. Nothing contained in this presentation constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, or offer by BTC Media, the Let's Talk Bitcoin Podcast Network, or any third-party service provider to buy or sell securities or any other financial instruments. Do your own research.